Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite boys in the Matrix. The Chad and Cheese Podcast coming at you. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always. The Batman to my Robin, or Robin <laughs> to my Batman, uh, Chad Sowash. And today we are just giddy to welcome Ryan Steelberg. I don't think that's his acting name. Uh, <laughs> Ryan is president and founder of Veritone. If you don't know Veritone, keep listening. We'll get to why you do. Ryan, welcome to the show from beautiful, lovely Southern California. Joel, Chad, thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Should we tell the audience where Ryan is is in right now, where he is right now? And of course, we're going to tell the audience. Okay, so uh, no, he's not broadcasting from a Tesla. <laughs> he's broad broadcasting from a Tesla killer, a Lucid. They, they've put out, I think, less than a thousand cars at this point. He's got number sixty nine. I think it, he's yeah, got number forty three. Forty three. He's, my he's bad. better than sixty nine. Yes, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ryan, man, yeah, we're frothing out the mouth over here, man. You're in California, got the great weather, and you're sitting in a lucid. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, life is good. I'm, I'm I'm very thankful, very blessed. Is Ryan Steelberg your stage name? Be honest. <laughs> it's real. You know, if you search for Steelberg, usually pick up Chad, my brother, and I. But my, my, you know, the, the name kind of sounds like Spielberg and I kind of slurred at times when I'm trying to get reservations at places. <laughs> but my, my cousin, Eric, is a pretty prominent cinema photographer. So, uh-huh. you know, it's we're in Southern California, kind of sounds like Spielberg. We're close to Hollywood. So I play it up all the time. We got to find a good reason to get Chad Spielberg on the Chad Cheese <laughs> podcast. Right. And it got really confusing. I love it. <clears throat> yeah. We don't need any more Chads on this. God, it feels like Florida in, in the yeah. Bush administration. Anyway, uh, so so be, before we get into the, into the into the hairy details around uh, how you actually busted into the HR industry, let's talk about the Veritone. What is Veritone? tone. I see this uh, AI operating system you guys are touting. I have no clue what that even means. This shit is the matrix. Yeah, yeah I know. This yeah. is this is freaking crazy. So we, straight from the mountain, man, bring it sure. down on those stone tablets for us. Dumb it down for us, Ryan. <laughs> Dumb it down. So, you know, the, you know, I've been a tech entrepreneur for, you know, over 20 years now. And, and you know, we started kind of our, our, our first push into the internet digital space, you know, right out of school, you know, back in the mid nineties. And mm-hmm. it was all about advertising tech and MarTech. You know, we were some of the first, you know, individuals to, to build, you know, large scale ad management systems, you know, working in, and we kind of powered all the advertising delivery and reporting everything for a lot of old cool names, Yahoo, Lycos, GeoCities, you know, the I'll call web, web 1.0. Dude, GeoCities. Overture stuff? Were you barely? God, we were the actual. What's interesting in Overture, which you know, what I think the precursor was GoTo, right? GoTo.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. We yeah. were we were actually the ad tech engine behind GoTo, um, which became Overture. <laughs> so I'd like to say is the stupid search ads. We were there first, you know, and display ads. Uh, I miss I miss Overture. It's your fault, is what you're saying. And it's all it's all our fault. 
Yeah. Okay. But, but you know, that's been, so we've done several businesses, you know, really all focused on ad tech and, and just the, the quick fat you know, main version is just think of everything we've built is if there's lots of data that needs to be ingested and analyzed incredibly quickly, you know, we kind of all in the ad tech space, you know, got PhDs in it, right? I have to choose what ad to serve to the right individual at the right time. And I have to do it in, you know, 10 milliseconds. So yeah. It was a great, we were, you know, we were early playing around with, I'll call version 1.0 of neural networks and trying to get better, you know, speed and optimization. So, you know, that kind of set, laid the groundwork for us kind of expanding into the, you know, the, the cognitive AI space, you know, which really what Veritone is focusing on today. Do you watch Silicon Valley and startup and, and some of those older, you know, like they, they try to do the throwback stuff and go, yeah, that, that was me. It's it's cringy, you know, and and <laughs> you know the, the fact that I'm old enough now that you know I'm, I'm I haven't been the the youngest person in the room in so long, and so it's yeah. it's an interesting. I don't feel that old, but man, it's a it's a big transition. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. <laughs> so when did Veritone start? Like what? Uh, yep. What's the timeline from? I guess were you at Overture when they sold to Yahoo? Did you work for Yahoo yep. for a while and then go over to Veritone? Like what's the timeline on it? On well, that? a couple of businesses actually. The, the the you know where the idea of Veritone came is actually when we were working at Google. We we sold um, our previous business to Google in in '06, and and I headed up a lot, all their offline ad efforts uh, for a few years and. Again, the, the, the impetus for Veritone started started really focused on media and entertainment and advertising. And what, you know, as I stated earlier, you know, we, we've been pivotal players in, in the ad tech space, primarily around, I'll call display-based ads and search ads. And, you know, as mobile exploded, um, you know, ad blockers came into play, it, it was harder to to connect with an audience through just, I'll call, you know, interruptive based commercials. And so we started really looking at native based ads. So ads that are kind of embedded with and into the programming, right? Such as a sponsor of, of this podcast or, you know, a, a logo or a car in a movie. And so we started to work on software that it was just simply not practical to have humans try to analyze all the content. So what if we could build tech at scale that could analyze all this audio and video, you know, at, at huge volumes and be able to very quickly in near real time, identify all of those product placements, those integrations, those unstructured data um, elements. And, and that's what we did. I mean, so we, you know, version one of Veritone in 2014 was simply trying to identify right in near real time when certain organic ad mentions were happening, you know, on broadcast radio um, and streaming audio. Did you break that down into uh, transcriptions and then? Exactly. Okay, so, okay, we, yeah, okay. so, the, so it, was, it was NLP, you know, natural language processing, speech to text at scale. Gotcha. And, and then we had to be able to say, okay, great, but what if I want to do this with 5,000 streams at the same time, right? Yeah. So it was a scale function and, and really a precision and accuracy function on the NLP that obviously, you know, we had to get good enough so we can turn it into a product. So that, I mean, that was it. It was version 1.0. And then it just span, expanded, you know, significantly from there into, you know, other forms of, of cognition, like you know, object detection. Big agencies and big companies would hire you to, to make sure, tell them how many times their brand would come up in you got it. radio shows, television. Yep. Sh okay. Oh, very yeah. cool. <clears throat> and very we cool. own, in, in a division of Veritone, we actually own our own media agency as well. A lot of people don't know that, but Veritone One, again, which is a wholly owned sub subsidiary Veritone, you know, we're one of the largest audio agencies. Um, we're actually the largest podcasting media agency. 
Mm-hmm. So we like to say our tech that we built, we like to eat our own dog food, right? We're one of the larger clients of our own tech. So yes, we do license it to third-party companies and brands, but we also use the same technology to improve our own agency. Yeah. We actually talked to the team uh, about this podcast, not to mention we represent a, a much larger group of HR talent acquisition podcasts. Huge. And yeah, huge. <laughs> so Ver- Veritone, Ver- Veritone's had their eyes on the Chad and Cheese. Uh, so, so, so that being said, again, let's dig into the AI operating system that you guys are talking about, right? So what does that actually mean? Because as we start to see... I think AI turned into like cloud computing where cloud computing once was a thing, but it's not anymore because it's embedded in everything we do. Do you see that happening with AI? Is that why we need an operating system? Very similar. And and if you make the parallel to, I'll call it traditional legacy operating system like Windows, Mm -hmm. we, we saw early that there's so many AI models out there, right? So, I mean, you and I could literally in five minutes search and find hundreds of text-to-speech and NLP actual models, algorithms, right, that are prepared to take different training data to, again, try to execute an AI function. And and we saw, so we saw an explosion of models, A, and then B, then we saw people who are trying to build applications that would then use that model. So, for example, our application that we first built, right? Trying to find an ad mention. It didn't seem practical that you would have to have like a hard coded end to end process, right? I have to pick one yeah. model, build mm-hmm. an application, etc. And so we said, okay, if there's going to be an exponential growth in the models and there's going to be ep- exponential growth to your point, be- primarily because of the benefit of cloud scale, that it, what was really missing was an operating system. A, a, and a, so a piece of software, a software layer that would allow you to manage one to n number of different AI models um, in different categories. So from you know machine vision to obviously um, a, a voice and audio and NLP, and then still be able to bifurcate that from the application layer. So it, again, if you and I are working on you know a speaker separation application um, yeah. for for this podcast, uh-huh. and, and do, we don't, we don't want to have to rewrite the application if we we find a killer new AI model. Right, that comes on the market. That's a you know game changer in terms of accuracy and speed. Gotcha. So, so, so that's what we went. So we and and it, it turned out to be a, a very sound and, and strategic decision that that allows us now to really support uh, you know numerous different use cases um, on really any cloud, whether it's you know Google or Azure, but also on prem. We do a lot of work with you know the federal government, the Department of Justice. So the operating system. It does not have to just run in a large public cloud, again, like an Azure or AWS, but we can also deploy the whole stack, um, even in a network isolated environment, you know, behind a firewall. That's great for wiretaps right there. I didn't know if you know that or not. Easy now. Yeah, no comment there. No comment there. <laughs> Easy. So fast forward 2014 to now, you guys are a a cornucopia of products and services. Like, is there a way for you to funnel that down? And I guess how did that eventually lead to getting into the employment space. When we first launched the operating system, we couldn't find anybody to buy it. They're like, what the hell is an, an operating system for AI? I barely even understand how to deploy AI in my, in my company. <laughs> and you're trying to sell me the platform, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so as, as almost a necessity and in, 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 in initially focused just in meeting entertainment, we kind of took our own subject matter expertise. So we built a, a host of different specific applications built on AIware, our tech stack. So, and, and though, and, and in effect, it, it, it was something tangible that 
ESPN and Disney and and um, you know iHeartMedia it could buy, right? They weren't buying the AI core platform. They were buying the application we built on AIware to do, let's say, real-time ad attribution. So the app, so thankfully, our decision to focus or have the ability to sell apps really kickstarted the business in terms of you know revenues um, and allowing us to scale. And now, if you fast forward a little bit, now the problems, you know, groups know us, they've invested more in AI, they have some analysts and data scientists on staff. And so now they're ready, and they have been for a few companies for years now, is taking it to the next level, right? Okay, that's it's great, Veritone, we've been licensing this one application, but now we're ready to invest directly into the AOR platform because we want to build our own custom solutions, right? Um, or necessarily, we don't want to tell you all of our problems, right? right we want right. that. We want the. We want the workbench because we have internal things that we want to go solve, and we want to. And we and they want to keep the proprietary nature of the application. So it really went from we built the we built the platform candidly first, right? AIware couldn't sell it for a couple of years until we built a host of different applications. I'll call the Microsoft Word, right? The the Microsoft <laughs> Excel. Yeah. And then, ironically, it's it, the, the the majority of the growth, which is a us now to go in all these different verticals, um, is really more of a focus on the platform itself as compared to the applications. So, do they have access to your sandbox, and then they can just build on top of you know what what you've already what you already have there, and and is that provided like through APIs? I mean, how, how's that operating system actually provided? Yeah, you're, you're pretty technical, and you're, you're spot on. That's exactly right. So there there is a development framework. Uh-huh. Right, and depending on the applications, a full SDK, so you can actually build and deploy new models, AI uh-huh. models, um, and, a, and it's a full framework where you can actually build using a low code, um, uh, low code, no code workflow platform, which we call Automate Studio. So you can start to build the the you know, data ETLs and the data pipelines through a low code um, application layer. And then ultimately, if you so choose to, you can actually on the AIware platform, which the which we call AIware.js, is where you can actually build and hardened UI, a user interface that could be a mobile app or a web-based property. So you're right; it's full it's full stack, and it can it's available either through our development framework or via API. Pretty damn awesome. So let let, let me ask you real quick. I, I actually heard you speaking Spanish fluently on a podcast. Can you? speak fluent Spanish? I cannot speak Spanish. I, you know, I, I was a pretty good student. I yeah. think I took Spanish for seven years. I don't think I ever <laughs> got anything less than frankly, like a 95 and I can't speak a word and I live in Southern California. So there, there's the educational system right there. For no you. bueno, but Ryan. No, no, no bueno. bueno. Okay. So no, I do not speak Spanish. This obviously propels us into the next question. What the hell is, is the difference between a deep fake and a clone voice? Or witchcraft. Yep, you got it. So, <laughs> so again, and primarily with working with our media entertainment customers, we kind of saw this whole metaverse kind of opportunity emerging. And so, Ooh, there it is. There it is. We, so we started to see, okay, what's our entry point? Did, did he say metaverse, Chad? He said metaverse. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I like. It's, it's boom, boom. I get you know, I had to you know, I had to drop it just with a buzzword. I'm now including some search index. Um, so. So, so voice, you know, voice was the obvious one. We thought the lowest hanging fruit where, you know, we had, we were ingesting and analyzing so much content that, um, and, and hence this conversation right here is, you know, it was pretty easy for us to isolate the voices and, and, and start looking at that as training data. So synthetic, synthetic voices, deep fakes, cloning. I'm going to give you an analogy. Um, since you guys appreciate some of the mid nineties web references, you'll appreciate this one. Can't wait. Uh, the, the parallel is Napster to iTunes. 
So for ah. us in the music space, when the when the CDs, the demise of the CDs was destroyed and the whole yes. world went song specific, what what emerged first was the the deep fake of music, right? Which was this the Napster ecosystem. People were ripping music right from CDs and they were posting them on different servers around the world. And Sean Fanning and and, and, and a company called Napster built kind of an index. That, that allowed me to, you know, to, to, to index the, the songs that I ripped off and frankly stole on my computer and everybody else. And so that's yeah. how it started. And we all did it. It, it went from basically zero to a million fast and it, it was ripped off. iTunes, in your crazy iTunes, brilliant Apple, obviously being facetious, is they yeah. said, you know what? I, I believe that if I create a quality of service in a service layer, and I have a large enough catalog. I, not only do I believe that we can create a commercially viable music distribution system, but I bet we can start making real money. And over a course of, you know, frankly, a decade, we could try to get the recorded music industry back to. And everybody's like, there's no way it's free. Well, yeah. obviously, it wasn't just the lawsuits from everybody trying to shut down Napster. Not just Metallica. It was lightning in a bottle with the iPod, the, the catalog, and it was cheap. You could buy, wow, I could buy one song for only a buck, right? Killed it, killed it. And obviously, boom, the, the, you know, the, the digital streaming ecosystem and the song, obviously more song-centric universe is now here. So I use that parallel because that's how I look at kind of the, the deep fake versus I'll call legitimate voice synthesis or voice cloning is it's an interesting parallel yeah like napster the first thing that we've all been exposed to are the deep fakes right so we've seen the fake tom cruise you know avatars you know and, and people speaking we've heard the spoofs of all of, of so many countless people um where it's not their real voice but it sounds just like their real voice and to be clear those are those are misappropriations of people's rights you know legal case law and ip protection is going through let's just say a crazy time because of the sophistication of AI and the synthetic content creation, the fact is you and I, we maintain the copyright, right, if you will, of my voice. It's all relative to an argument, right? I mean, if you ask a thousand people, right, did somebody rip off Tom Cruise's voice, right? Anybody who watches that video, 99.9% .9 of them saying uh, that person is trying to emulate Tom Cruise's look at name, and, uh, look, name and likeness, and they're trying to emulate their voice. So that is a misappropriation of IP rights. And so d the deep fakes that exploded, or in my mind, were like all forms of, of new innovation is it was a vacuum. It was a novelty. People were interested in it. And if somebody wasn't, if, it, if there wasn't going to be a legitimate platform to do it, people are going to create, quote, deep fakes. So I think we're, I think, so now we're, I, I'd say, entering the commercial phase where now working with the IP owners. So these are the individuals direct, right? The influencers, you guys, right? Prominent, you know, um, you know, people both alive and who have or have passed away. The Walter Cronkites of the world. You're you're now seeing legitimate opt-in, or I'll say, you know, with consents to build official clones, right? So we'll call these the official, not the deep fakes, but it's it's this frankly a lot of the same technology, but it's the approved aspect with rights and protections around the use of these synthetic voices and content that you're now seeing today. And that's an, obviously an area that we're, we're building a business around. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. 
We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Gotcha. Okay, so back to you speaking Spanish, but not speaking Spanish. That was actually a cloned voice that I heard on a podcast, right? Correct. So we, okay. yeah, so we took, yeah, so we took training data. Uh-huh. And once we built, you know, the, my, my synthetic voice, we then could feed it transcripts in Spanish. And then the output obviously came out in Spanish. Yeah. Um, and so we look at that as just, you know, really exciting for kind of next generation amplification of localization and and foreign language distribution. That's where it hits podcasting. Okay. Because Joel and I, Joel barely speaks English. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) can can you imagine, can you imagine the Chad and cheese podcast in Spanish, Joel, but we wouldn't have to learn Spanish. We would have a synthesized clone voice that would duplicate and we could actually have local distribution into Spanish speaking countries. But does Harry Balls translate into every language the same yes, as it does in of English? Course it I does. guess the question. Okay. Ryan, let me put my pick my brain <laughs> off off the floor real quick. So when you did your voice in Spanish, did you say a certain number of words or syllables in Spanish and then it was your voice? No, that's it, and that's what's incredible. I mean, I created the synthetic model just from me speaking in English. Wow. And then and, and, and then obviously as a company, we do both, you know, text translation at Veritone as well yeah. as the voice synthesis. So we are able to do everything. But no, that's the beauty is, you know, with about 10 hours of training data um, and, and, and to, to get a really good quality voice. I mean, you need you need, you know, I'd say good quality audio as training data. Right. But again, we've gotten good enough that I can repurpose, particularly, I mean, if you're a professional speaker, podcasters, you know, we're sitting on lots of training data. Oh, yeah. But 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 again, once I have that base model voice, I can do it and vice versa. If I have a voice that's initially in Spanish, right, I can convert that into an English voice. And do all the nuances of your voice come over in that? Like the tone. Exactly. So you, and, oh. and you can continue. Don't think of it as a binary one and done creation of model. You can continue to iterate it. So let's say I start with that 10 hours of training data. It, you, it, it just, we, you know, even with the sophistication of the text editor, I just can't get my Spanish voice to say, you know, I can't even think of a funny word right now, but just something, a, 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 a novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grupo Televisa. Okay. There you go. Uh, and I, no matter what, I keep trying to say that it's not coming out right. right. You, you can, you can, you can add then dictionary so I can, I can improve the model subtly for proper nouns and phrases to continue to improve it. But in terms of tone and inflection, you know, it, it, it's pretty amazing um, what you can do with, with text to speech now, but just one comment though, and I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench in here. Uh-huh. is we also support the modality of speech-to-speech, which is really cool. Wow. Explain that. With the same training data, once Ryan's voice is created, I can actually use another voice actor to drive my voice. So I could have Chad, right, from this podcast, uh-huh. drive Ryan Spielberg, me, drive my voice. So you're speaking in your mm-hmm. own voice, and what's coming out is my perfect sound of voice. Now that's scary shit, dude. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. 
so so overall, I mean, seriously, the text to speech thing is amazing. We have transcriptions, all that other fun stuff. But I mean, this is where you get into again, people step back. It's not just that it's crazy, but there's a lot of evil out there. And I know, you know, the, the, the difference obviously between, you know, being able to legally use my voice and not, but there are a lot of people out there who I'm sure would yield this power for, for evil. How do you stop something like that? You know, we do some interesting things when a voice is created with our tech, we're able to embed, um, let's just say inaudible tones. And, and I'll say what we call them little, little, little Easter eggs that, that we can quickly scour distribution and verify not only is that, you know, did, is that a legitimate voice that, that Veritone and Marvel created, but did it actually come from the original trainee data? So I can actually map back, mm-hmm. right, the output of a voice all the way back to the original trainee data. So very quickly, we can, we can scour. And some groups, um, obviously, with like YouTube, for example, that we can, we can pre-index um, our, our content. And, and to make and so it, we don't it's not like we just have to search every single YouTube video out there um, and to to help create kind of that index. Um, mobile phones is a lot easier, you know, where they're embedding, you know, via SDKs in the application. So if, if a misappropriated voice is is on a mobile phone against traditional players, it'll identify it. So I think ultimately is the, you know, we're going to be able to police. It's going to start like everything. You know, bad apples are still and bad characters are still going to do bad things. But but I think we're now producing tools fast enough that we'll be able to sniff those out and make it clear and in, in that you know kind of like a verified Twitter account, if you will, we're we're going to be able to get to that level of, of of integrity here soon. And for all those kids listening, real quick, an SDK is a standard dev kit. Okay, so go ahead, Joel. Sorry. So when Putin comes on TV and says we're at war with America, you guys can be like, eh, that's not him. That's a fake voice, etc. Just making Correct. sure that that's the case. Yeah. Well, most of our listeners will know you uh, from your recent acquisition of Pando Logic, uh, who also owns uh, Wade and Wendy. Crashing down the door, man. You know why that acquisition? <laughs> yep. What's the vision? Uh, help help us out here. So we we have built a, a really good position and market presence in media and entertainment, as we've talked a lot about today um, and also government legal and compliance um, you know licensing and, and helping again our state and local law enforcement agencies you know our, our military our Department of Justice and, and, and but we we were missing a lot of categories you know we don't have a very robust fintech or insurance business um, the, the pando opportunity was very intriguing to us because of frankly the ubiquitous nature of hiring right? I mean, in, and obviously we're dealing in a very acute issue with labor issues today, labor shortages, right? The great resignation. Um, it's almost ubiquitous. I don't know a single company that is not in some form or fashion struggling to identify source and land, right? Candidates and quality employees. We looked at this as a, 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 a vertical expansion opportunity for Veritone, number one. Number two, the way they built their business was extremely similar to how we look at problems. Um, starts with data ingestion integration, working with the partners like Amazon and others. Um, and then, and the output of their specific HR platform, there's you know, many different areas of the HR equation um, and, and, and the stack, as you guys know and talk about all the time. But Pando Logic was really focusing on, I'll call automated and programmatic um, recruitment advertising. So the ads that you see uh, all over the web and, and other bulletin boards and Deed and, and other destination sites. So if you kind of look at the, the combination of what they were using AI to automate a lot of that process, 
you know, the data ingest side. And it happens to be, at least today, their primary application is really an ad network, right, for recruiting. Steelbergs know that pretty well, right? So that's an area that we felt <laughs> not, not, not only confident on the AI backend side, but the output, the front end of their application, which is, I'll, I'll call a, 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 a specific um, ad network, was something that we were very comfortable in and understand well. So it, 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 was, a, it was a right time. We, we negotiated a, a great deal from a financial and business perspective uh, and, we, and, we, and we brought it on board. And, 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 it, and we did know what we were building with the synthetic voice, you know, that we, we were aware of what they were looking at with Wade and Wendy. So, you know, our, our big thing is, you know, we, we continue to want to prove, right, the, the performance of their primary model, but we obviously are very excited about um, you know, I'd say improving the experience of recruiting from just I'll call legacy-based text chatbots um, and things to, frankly, building more organic, lifelike voices to have. You know, if you're trying to onboard a hundred thousand new employees in, in, frankly, a month like Amazon. You're not going to have a thousand recruiters on the phone. But can we bring a more lifelike human experience of talking to Ryan Steelberg? And not just going through an automated chatbot, and and that's obviously another area of excitement where we think we can bring a lot of of innovation to Panda Logic and and frankly Wade and Wendy. Wow! So all the I mean all the data that Panda Logic has, not to mention Wade and Wendy, you are looking at more of an experience that is human, but not so human because it's cloned. Uh, being able to prospectively drive the CEOs. Uh, voice in, in in a way through marketing messaging or a hiring manager or anybody actually in the hiring chain to be able to provide a much more human esque experience. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, you almost got it spot on. There's been a delineation between a call corporate marketing budgets, uh-huh. right, um, and HR recruiting budgets. And even though the output, the form is a form of advertising, you're now seeing companies really bringing together right? The, the chief marketing officer and the head of recruiting and HR. Because again, to your point, if I'm trying to attract people to my company, it's, it's, it's not just what the listing looks like on Monster Indeed. It's the commercials that I'm doing, right? Talking about all the great things we're doing at Baritone, right? And so you're now seeing more coordination, more coordination in the marketing message, um, the, the brand a- attributes between traditional marketing and advertising and HR recruiting. And obviously, Veritone, you know, we've been pretty successful at both. We're bringing those closely together. If companies want continuity, which you're touching about, they want that same voice, the same person who maybe is even doing the commercials, mm-hmm. right? And they want continuity all the way to the onboarding HR process. We now can do that um, if companies think that that's the right decision, if they want really to consolidate um, and perfect that continuity. All right, so let me let me get this straight, Ryan. Wow. A company could hire Christopher Walken yes. to do their ads, do a licensing deal with Christopher to do the interviewing questions so people could have an interview situation where they're interviewing with Christopher Walken, at least his voice. Spot on. Wow. Now, whether that's a good decision... <laughs> If, tell me one of you guys can do a Christopher Walken impression right now, because that would just close the loop. Our, right there. One of our outros is a yeah, okay. Walken uh, impersonator. So good God, I mean that's He's a, a good, favorite. Right, what, such an iconic right voice, but but spot on, right? If they if that's their desire and they feel that that continuity is is what they're trying to achieve, one hundred percent. That's exactly what you could do. And that's video as well, or is it just that's, voice at this point? People demand a more consistent voice, ironically, than 
the the then the, the I'll say the visual avatar side. And we, we that's a whole nother conversation we go down. But the, the the you know some people are not comfortable interacting with a hyper photorealistic avatar. They like the the pixelated one. It's much more <laughs> arbitrary. But but voice. They don't want it sounding like a robot. They want right. natural sounding voice. So it, it can look like a crypto punk, but it has to sound like a human being. It, yeah. Basically. The, the, okay. the, the Dapper Labs rabbit, right? It could be interviewing you. <laughs> Bored but, Ape but is the, interviewing yeah. you with Christopher Walken's voice. Got it. Exactly. Uh, so, so this is amazing from a voice actor standpoint, because you could actually obviously trademark, have the, the real quote unquote, real synthesized voice of, you know, Walken or Samuel L. Jackson or something like that. But you can scale much faster because you don't have to actually do all of the reads. Yeah, the, the production savings, the production savings alone is astronomical. We, we, we strongly believe that every writer that a voice actor or an actor ever does when they're on, when they're signing up to a production, there will be negotiation of, of the use of the synthetic just for post-production efficiency, right? Um, there's so many different areas you can go. The, one, one little interesting tidbit about that is um, in the in the dubbing voiceover world, there there's a gentleman, I forgot his last name, but in Germany, his name is Tiberius. And Tiberius is the voiceover actor for all Brad Pitt movies in Germany. Oh, damn. So he's become he's become famous for being the voiceover actor of Brad Pitt. And, that, and, and obviously, you know, we no longer believe that makes a lot of sense, right? Brad Pitt and others have built a b- good brand equity in their own name and likeness. And so now when you start to see those movies um, internationally dubbed into a different language, it actually will be Brad Pitt's native voice. You put Tiberius out of work. You put Tiberius out of work. <laughs> I, I, I love you, Tiberius, but you've been, you know, you've been, you've been preying on Leo and, 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 and the other superstars and long oh, he's enough. Been, but, he's been skating long enough. Long I mean, enough. he's a national treasure, but he's going to have to get in front of the camera and not just be the voice. Hasselhoff, oh, Tiberius. Will this work for people who are no longer with us? For example, could people working at Ford uh, get a voice message from Henry Ford in his actual voice that's custom to that? Or do you have to be alive uh, and go through the process? You do not. Um, it's There's a lot of, in it, we put those in the, we'll call the legacy category. There's a lot of really interesting legacy projects that, you know, again, we try to st- be very impartial here, right? We're a tech enabler. This is iconic voices of the past. Um, there's also a, a lot of effort where um, you have, I, um, I believe USC film school is, is helping in, in involved in the, the Holocaust, uh, museum. Uh, they're trying to create, um, amazing avatars and synthetic voices of some of the, the few remaining, um, you know, survivors from Auschwitz, for example, wow. right. Stuff like and, that. Um, and, 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 and recreate the voices, these iconic voices of the past celebrities. So we're, you know, I can't really go into detail. You're going to hear some stuff that we're going to be able to, to release and talk about, but big iconic names people's famous people's estates that are have been dead can now right. make new mounds of money right so like yes the john the john lennon nike ad is something that Correct. we may have to look forward to that specifically has been deemed now via case law that the estate whoever is the, in controlling the estate of uh-huh. the deceased mm-hmm. has the authority to then to initiate the, the voice creation wow damn <laughs> I'm equal parts creeped out and totally fascinated. (laughs) 
I need a drink. That that one's interesting, right? There's a lot a lot of ways you can think about that. I can give you a million, like, oh, well, yes, of course. And the other one's like, ooh, man, that's gonna creep me out. I gotta say, I I, I know you're busy. You gotta jump out in the the Lucid and you know go drive on the on the coast there in uh, California. But we gotta have you back because we want to hear more about this, especially how you execute in this space in the hiring space i know i know it's it's part and parcel to what you guys are doing uh in, in other areas as well but we definitely want to hear how all of this connects around wade and wendy and panda logic but again i i really appreciate you taking the time if- and as as soon as we can a face-to-face with terry baker and ryan over drinks on newport beach would be fine with me as well that's, yeah, no, that'd be good yes no i i would i would enjoy that <laughs> maybe cigars too that sounds Ooh. good Oh, now you're pushing. Have you guys met Terry in person yet? Yes. Of course. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's really funny. I mean, because when you were born in like the Zoom world with a lot of these new people that you meet, you're right. You yeah. never really know how how big people are or small, <laughs> right? Or, and I remember meeting Terry game. for the first time, and I'm like, "Good lord, you're like my my offensive left tackle here." I mean, he's like hey, he's a, he's huge, like yeah. six five. I mean, love Terry. Love he's Terry. a big boy. Yeah, he's he's a he's a big teddy bear that Terry. Big teddy bear. Uh, again, true. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. If, if somebody wants to learn more about Veritone, where should they go? Go to yeah, veritone.com. We got it's a it's an easy to navigate site. We got, you know, help desks and a knowledge center, so anything you want to learn about from HR to, you know, crazy synthetic voices, you can find almost everything you want at Marvel. I mean, I'm sorry, at uh, veritone.com. That's excellent, man. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. So weird. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.